I am Doug Friedman. And I am Meredith Levy. And this is Your Mental Breakdown. The podcast starring us. (laughs) Starring us again. I haven't seen you in a while. I know. It's been so long. I haven't seen you all year. Oh, my God. I had to think about that for a second. Right? True it is. Yeah, now that it's actually uh, February. That's right. February. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder why that is. Who made that up? What? Spelling February the way they spell it? Or Yeah. 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 Sir Ferdinand Februario. (laughs) uh, He was... What? No? Okay. (laughs) Still miss me? (laughs) Yes, always. How's your year been? Catch me up with everything that's happened in 12 seconds or less. Okay. My year has consisted of work and me moving. The end. Well done. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Nicely done. Nicely done. Yeah. How is the new place? Uh, It's amazing. I love it. It looks very bright over there. It is very bright. I love it. The brightness. Yeah, it's uh, coming along. It's pretty organized and I don't do well with clutter and (laughs) lack of organization. So I basically have cuts and bruises and my arms and hands were in so much pain. I had to go get a massage the other day from lifting things and doing it all on my own and ripping out trees and bushes and what? You know, really? Yeah, I think it's what I mean. I get weeks? that you wanted to be out of boxes entirely, and it probably yeah. pains you to no end that you can't hang up all your pictures and paintings because you have ridiculously high ceilings. But you're mostly you're out of cardboard, right? There's no cardboard. <sighs> There's one because I just got my dresser in yesterday. So as soon as we get off, I'm going to get rid of that one. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, welcome to your new house. And here's Thank here's you. one for you. You ready? Yeah. We can sound like psychotherapists and people that do this kind of stuff and talk about okay. these kinds of things. Okay. Okay. How do you make your house feel like a home? This is not a joke. That's not a lead in. I know you're used no, to me. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm actually, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me personally, it really is about having organization and it's mm. about having my, my stuff. It doesn't have to be my couch or my, it just has to be I don't know, things that make me feel like me. So even if I'm at a hotel for one night, I unpack everything, I hang it up, I take go into the bathroom, I take out my bathroom products, I put them on the counter, I organize them. Like so just feeling organized and having things put away, but yet they're still mine is is hmm. yeah. All right. Fair enough. It's funny. I've had a client tell me about moving or traveling. And for him, it was as long as I got my shows on TV and I mm. know what I'm watching, I don't care where I am. Cause it's, oh. you know, his, he was saying like, they're, they're like, these are my friends. These are my people. So as long as I could watch my show with my people at my time, like I'm good, I'm okay. Which is like really that. interesting to me. Yeah. 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 Cause that's like, wow. So you can feel at home anywhere. What about you? I mean, you moved recently. I think, uh, almost the flip of you. Like I, I liked having my furniture I hadn't seen my furniture in a year because I was out True. in Boulder for a while. Yeah, And I don't know, honestly, I think it was, it's something to do with spending time in a place. Mm-hmm. The bed was a big deal for me, like having my old bed. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. My bed. Cool. Having Beckett with me, just wherever he is, that's, that feels like home. That's where I am. Oh, and it helped me that it's my neighborhood, my old neighborhood. So I know the yeah. neighborhood very well. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know if it's more about the stuff or more about just spending time. I think the telltale sign for me was when I started cooking all my own meals again. Mm -hmm. For a long time while I was in Boulder, I was cooking a little bit, but ordered a lot of food. Yeah. Ordered food when I was Airbnb here. And when I could set up my kitchen and have my kitchen and have like my pots, my pans, my knives, my, my spices, my ingredients, right. go to the farmer's market, get my vegetables, <sighs> then I felt good. I like that. That's good. Yeah. I don't know what, what, we, what we find to give us comfort and, and feel like we're at home. Speaking of at home and comfort, it is uh, very nice to have you back on. Thank you. It's so nice to be. Yeah. I missed you guys. It's, it's cool because I think you've got a little catching up to do. Well, we had some catching up to do. I know. We chatted for a while before this, but <laughs> I think uh, it's cool that you get to pick up after having not heard Drew or Sarah for a while. And that's, we're doing Drew now. So picking up with him and it's, it's a good, there, this is a shorter session. There were a lot of identifiers and stories that he was telling. We got into several things and it was just too much to put in. And he did, I busted, I don't know if you noticed it, but I busted something out about the love languages in this one. He went into it quite a bit. Like you probably didn't notice too much because I just said something about giving the gift of your time and what that's like. Oh, but right. He was, okay. We were talking about gift giving and gift receiving and love languages, yeah. but he was describing some of his family members in detail with that stuff. So we took it out. Right. Okay. It didn't come out of left field. I didn't just pull love languages out of nowhere. And that was him talking about that. Do you know why I picked this episode? Why you picked this episode? To do. Why I was like, okay, yeah, this one. Oh, yes, I do. I absolutely do. It is you do. the year of your birth. Yes, because it's episode 73. That's right. And you are 73 years old. You look really good for 73, by the way. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I was born in 87. <laughs> was, you were born in 72 or 73? 72. I mean, 73. 73. Okay. Yeah, we were born the same year, just almost an entire year apart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Right. Did I? No, I didn't miss your birthday. Did you miss it? No, you said happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Shut a moment. Yeah, you're okay. You missed Thanks. other things, but you didn't miss that. <laughs> I was a day late for Beckett's birthday, huh? Oh, well. oh, that's right. That's right. Well, let's get right into it and have you guys listen to the session. And we will be back on Meredith and me to break it down. Yay. In just a little bit. I love the way I was raised. My parents are amazing. But the way I was raised was a lot more, here's $100, go figure it out, than, hey, we have nothing, let's figure it out together. And so for me right now, I'm understanding kind of what that looks like Mm. because I do work a lot and I do get wrapped up in my projects and what I do. And and I think that my relationships suffer a lot from it. Right. And so finding that balance of what's important to me, not how I was raised or the groundwork kind of I have right now, of, I'll just buy him something, take him on a trip or band-aid that, it'll be okay. Right. It's been a lot more fun to be able to like actually sit down and deal with stuff and kind of process it, you know, like with my parents. Of course I want to text them and call them and and do all that. But I think for me right now, it's not, I've always done that. 
I've always been the one that takes my mom on a Monday. Happy Monday. I love you. I hope you have the best week ever. And again on Wednesday and again on Friday. And, you know, it's always me that's calling them. And so I'm kind of making my own boundaries with that now. Mm. Understanding that I do want their time and I do want to talk to them, but it's not really in my court right now. That idea of what you want from your parents at this stage. You said cut off, but it's also being more adult and more independent and not necessarily relying on them financially. And you looking at how do I want love from them? Like, what would love be? It's not just give me $100 here and there. What you said was, I, I really want their, their time and their, I don't know if it's their energy or their attention. I never realized about the time one, at least gave it the space it needed in my life. You can give somebody the gift of your time. Mm. And it's not necessarily the time that you spent together. It's them giving their time to you. I think if somebody gave you their time or gave, gave you an act of service, not just doing the act, right. but it's giving that to you and showing you that, that they can do this and they will do this for you. Yeah. I see you nodding your head. How does it feel for you when you do that? And someone acknowledges it. How do you like it to be acknowledged? How does it feel? Ooh, I actually don't. I usually don't like the acknowledgement. Hmm. I usually um, kind of pass it off. On my end, I don't want to do it for the recognition. I don't want to do it because you know I'm canceling meetings to be there. Mm-hmm. I just want to show up for myself and help you. That's not what I'm canceling. That's not because I, I don't want the, the recognition of that. I, don't, I really don't like that. Yeah, I, I want to dig into that a little bit. That sounds like two very far ends of the spectrum. Right. Which is you said it in both ways. With your friend doing something for you, with you doing something for a friend, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Right. On the other end is, yeah, I gave up all of this in order to be here. Yes, it was a huge deal. What do you think hearing that laid out that way? I think that's the perfect way to kind of describe me is that I, I have that. I, I have kind of polar ends. Mm-hmm. I think finding that middle ground on the surface sounds fun and kind of what I want to be. I've realized that like, I really like the highs and lows. I don't really like the consistency of what that line is. I don't want to have to say, well, I canceled this and I didn't go here. And I, these people were hitting me up too. And I could have had this opportunity. And I don't want to have those conversations because at the end of the day, I want you to appreciate my time for being here, no matter what else I should have been doing or could have been doing or whatever that is. I just want to be appreciated for right here, right now. I think kind of finding that middle, as you were describing, doesn't have to be a flat line. Like you said, I don't like that line. I like some highs and lows. Of course. Yeah. We like things to be spiced up. Some of us that like roller coasters, like, yeah, I like going up and down. Yeah. Maybe not quite as much as a roller coaster because <laughs> that's a wild ride, right? But just just riding like some joys and some disappointments in life. That's having the full range of emotion in terms of recognition or appreciation. Mm -hmm. That idea of like, oh, no, I don't like that. I don't want that. Okay. I wonder why. It almost feels guilty. It doesn't feel like guilt, like, oh, I should have been there for my mom type of guilt. Mm -hmm. But it feels guilty in the sense of like something like I want to give more than just my time and not feeling like I'm enough, but I, like, I'm starting to feel like I'm enough in that, in that area of my life. If we see it the other way, meaning you saying to people, oh, don't worry about it, no problem, it is 
you guarding against, but you seeing in other people when they do something for you and you thank them and they go, oh yeah, don't worry about it. No problem. I wonder if you hear that and like, oh, good. That, that relieves me of the guilt I felt for it. No, you're shaking your head. Okay. So what does it do for you? It invalidates everything. Hmm, interesting. It's funny. We've talked in the past about saying thank you, period. There's a tone to your voice and, and I've heard you say it. It could be something like somebody getting you a glass of water in the middle of the night, somebody having dinner ready when you come home from work, whatever it might be. It's every time you just go, thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's really like genuine and nice. And that's all you say. Right. Right. That's thank you, period. You do that really well. I want to explore for a second the idea of you're welcome, period. Mm. And they do the thing and we say thank you. If they say no problem, like you said, invalidates it. So what would we want to hear from them? You're welcome. <laughs> period. Yeah. And that's it. I also think the funny thing that I've been kind of thinking about within the same, same context is compliments. I think for a really long time when I was complimented, I would need a compliment back immediately as like a, oh, thank you, but you're, you're also really pretty or, or thank you, I like your shoes too and kind of invalidate that compliment and right. just to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Like I appreciate what that is and not yep. have to feel like I needed to, to do anything back or, or anything like that. And I quickly realized when people were genuinely compliment, complimenting me, when I just said thank you, like it just kind of like continued the conversation. It was super like natural and like it was great. When I just said thank you and they weren't just complimenting me or wanting something back or some sort of something, that's when it always got kind of like weird or there's conflict. I find it too when I compliment and I get that instant compliment back, it invalidates my compliment. Yes, exactly. And like uh, with girlfriend, I think that's a great example with it. I mean, I would sit there and be like, dude, you are so pretty. And she'd be like, oh yeah, you're so handsome. And I'd be like, no, 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 seriously, stop. Like, and I would stop. I'd be like, I'm not looking for you to say something back to me. Like, you need to understand how pretty you are right now. And like really sit in that moment and, and be about what that is. That's a great example. And it's something that we're not used to. It's essentially saying, I see you. Mm-hmm. And there are some people that don't like being seen, that feels uncomfortable. They're not used to that. I remember once years ago, my wife made dinner. I, I washed the dishes. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, thank you for washing the dishes. And I got mad. I was like, of course. What are you talking about? Yeah. You cooked. I washed. That, that's the deal. That, that's what we do. That, and she's like, I know. And I'm saying thank you. I'm like, well, of course I would do that. Well, who do you think I am? But, and she goes, honey, I know who you are. And I'm saying I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. Right. Like, even for me too, I think I get so caught up in what's going on that I'm like, well, of course, like, of course, like this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of times I'll even invalidate a lot of compliments given to me because of my own confidence comes to mind, but I don't know if that's the right word. I think that like when, when people compliment like what I'm doing and I actually, I was going to send you a picture the other day. And now I'm mm-hmm. thinking about this pause. Just because, so you understand where I'm at too. I mean, I wouldn't be able to have done what I'm doing now if we both didn't put the work in over the last two years. I would not be here doing what I'm doing from a huge scale of different reasons. 
But I just wanted to really say thank you. And it feels really good for me to be here and kind of see what I've been able to produce. And I mean, I'm blown away by it, which feels really, really good. And I also wouldn't have been able to say it feels really good for me to be able to create this. Mm. I would have definitely thrown it on somebody else. It was really nice in that moment to be able to give myself a pat on the back and feel feel good about myself for doing something for once, you know, not yeah. my mom being like, yo, check this out. What do you think? Right. It felt really good to be in that moment. So I just wanted to share that with you because I, I was definitely thinking about it. Yeah. Well, let me say this. It's very apropos for how we're talking right now. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you. What's interesting about this is, yeah, I have to fight off that part of me that goes, well, you did the work. I was just, you know, a little bit, little bit, like, or make a joke. Like, well, yeah, that's why I'm getting 10%, right? Yeah. And the reality is you're thanking me. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying you're welcome, which validates you thanking me. If I do anything else, it will invalidate it to some degree. And it's crazy we're talking about this because like, I deleted the text and I was like, no, like, He'll understand like one day and like I'll tell him, you know, eventually. So it, it's just wild that we're having this conversation right now. Cause I mean, this was literally like, this was yesterday. <laughs> right. It's a crazy feeling to know that I'm doing this for me and, and quote unquote air quotes by myself mm -hmm. and with a full community around me. And the perception yeah. change that I've had over this, I would say over the last year of like, I am doing this by myself. And with everybody else with me. That's part of doing it by myself. I'm not necessarily relying on dad or mom or a girlfriend. I'm doing it. And I'm doing it with this support around me. Right. The best leaders are not the ones that know all the answers to everything all the time. They're the ones that get the people around them that have the answers, that can look something up. It's not you're lacking something because you needed support. Yeah. It's what I think true strength is, is knowing where you're weak in places and getting support for that. Not just strengthening yourself so I don't need anybody ever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I'm like, what a what a life that is. I think I've tested that. Like I've tested that. Yeah. And it's uh it's very lonely. There was a place for that part of my life for sure. Is it safer doing it that other way? I won't rely on anybody. I'll do it myself. Not a no. I won't let you down. I won't show you that you can count on me and then I'm going to disappear. I won't abandon you. I won't. Yeah. I think going back to our highs and lows conversation, that's kind of the, the middle ground mm -hmm. where you're, you're kind of doing it all by yourself and, and it, like you don't really feel anything. So there's not really good, but there's not really bad. And it's kind of like, yeah, you're getting by. I think now the community and, and understanding what that is, is, that's allowing me to experience the highs by myself, but sharing it with people. And then same with the lows. You know, I'm going through the lows by myself with other people. Cool. It's having that full range and allowing that to yourself. As we talk about appreciation and being able to say thank you and being able to say you're welcome, period. That's then allowing that to be what that actually is and not trying to keep it in that safe zone, that comfortable zone. It served a purpose for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now it doesn't it makes me think about what it's like to be on the flip side of my invalidation like when i don't create the space for them in a thank you i want to do a better job of being able to 
to validate people's emotions. So I think mine are so important to me that theirs need to be important to them too. Which will validate it even more so for you too. It will it will reaffirm and confirm that for you yeah. and affirm it, all the firm words. <laughs> I just feel very lucky to have the community I have in my life. And I think it's mm. taken me a long time to get to this point. And it's not that I wasn't aware of it. I'm just understanding it better now. It will be interesting to see the progression of this too. Like thinking about it in terms of thank you period, you're welcome period. Right. Because it's, it's again, two ways, you saying it and you hearing it. Right. You're going to pay more attention to it, especially like you've got a good group of people around you. Apparently there are good people in LA <laughs> and you have some of them around you now. A, right? couple, a couple. What you attract in your life, like who belongs in your inner circle is no accident. It's a function of your integrity, your authenticity, your vulnerability, and your emotion for sure. Right. And when you hear these people in your life doing things for you, I think, like I said, you're very good at saying thank you in a, in a, in a real genuine way. Mm -hmm. I think you'll hear it from them if they're able to say you're welcome and maybe, and you're nodding and smiling, right? Because yeah. it, I mean, I think you can hear them going, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, no problem. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like I gave you in the, in the example with my wife going like, yeah, I know that. And I'm saying, I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think the biggest thing too, going back to my 10% disappointment that's really helped me, is the change in but to and. Mm -hmm. And understanding that, that mindset. Mm -hmm. I think six months ago, two years ago, whenever that first started, you know, it's been there. You planted that seed, but I think right. it really started growing these last couple of weeks in the mm -hmm. sense of validation and, and what that is for myself because yeah. a lot of my buts do discount the first three sentences I just said, you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. I found myself so many times like say, but, and then be like, Oh no. And you know, and I get a real conversation and, uh, right. right. And that's been really cool too. Cause it, it's a lot more validating for me. I love that you're recognizing that. And you're right. I, I do plant that seed and it's, <laughs> I don't care if you say and or, but like that doesn't matter. It's what you just hit. Like, Oh wait, that invalidated those first three sentences. Let me go back and say, this is true. And this is true. Right. It validates it for them and for me. Right. I see you. I see you doing that. I see you walking, walking our talk, yeah. <laughs> you know? but you really are doing it and putting it in practice. It really fits your character and like what we're talking about today. Cause that idea of showing appreciation and receiving appreciation, I'll spin it this way for a second. Mm -hmm. I hear part of that from your values as that's being a good Christian. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's part of who, oh, look at that smile. I mean, that, that's part of who you are and how you are. It means something to you in that kind of context. And it's, this is one of those things of doing something when nobody's looking. Right. Well, and, and it's funny that you threw Christian at me because in my head, I want to spin it one more time. Yeah. I almost see it as the same as forgiveness and validating what that is. And I think twofold story, example, my mom, right? I think part of me has forgiven her, but I also think that I haven't worked on forgiving myself. And mm -hmm. I don't think I've worked on the idea of her forgiving me in whatever context that is. I'm not sure yet, but I think that's kind of another, like the guilt word. A lot of that stems from, I can forgive people, but I struggle with them, the idea of them forgiving me. But can I actually 
forgive myself. Right. I don't know yet. Well, we'll, we'll walk that walk. I mean, what, what you just said in the last like minute and a half here is like, cool. We're definitely going to unpack that. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You're talking about forgiving your mom for some core traumas that you've experienced. And that forgiveness may or may not require her to actually say anything. Right. And, and I think like, as I'm saying all that too, it's more so of, I think you said it to me one day where it was, it's not that it's true or not, it's how I experienced it. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm coming from in forgiving myself and how I experienced the actual events because they were dark and scary, you know, and like, it, it just sucked. There's a lot of you forgiving you. Right. Exactly. You know, and that compassion for yourself. And yeah. Some of it involves mom, some of it doesn't. Right. I think 98% of it's me. Yeah. Whereas two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Totally. (laughs) For sure. No doubt. No doubt. I'm glad we're we're scratching this because this is, yeah, this can be transformative to really relieve that, that burden and not carry that cross around on your back. That phrase, like, that's my cross to bear. Right. Oh man, that's a lot of weight and a lot of guilt. So yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah. I like this for you, man. And we're back. We sure are. No. It's so nice to be back and hear Drew. So we jumped right into talking about the way he was raised and I was a little confused in the beginning, but it also made be just cuz I haven't been around for a while. Hmm. But he basically said I guess what, how he was raised was like his parents would just say like, here's some money, go figure it out right. versus being like, we don't have anything. Let's figure it out together. Right. But my question is like, why would they have said that? Cause they didn't not have anything. They did have stuff, right? Yeah. His dad, his dad made a lot of money in the tech right. world and they had money and their way of dealing with things was often to throw money at it, right. just take care of it and do it for him. Like they didn't really- right. Drew didn't get to build much agency. Right. So he was saying it wasn't that we had nothing and had to figure it out together, but they could have still had money and said, let's figure it out together instead of just throwing it at him, I guess is the. Right. Okay. Right. And he, he said it's been fun for him to sort of sit down and deal with things and figure it out. Yeah. He's never had to do that. So he's never learned to do that. I mean, he said to me at different points and and you love this, Mary, when he said this a while ago, like, I'm not good at like finances and planning and and doing that. Like, oh yeah, that's, as we just said, your home organization and and feeling that. It's not something he ever had to do. So he never really learned to do, but now he's kind of forced to do that. And it's, it's cool to hear him walk through that. And he actually said fun. It's been fun to sit down and figure that stuff out, which I'm glad to hear. Maybe not in the moment, but big picture. It sounds like it's creating some pride and. And agency and efficacy, like him learning how to take care of himself. He's never really had to. So, okay. So now he's kind of starting that, that process of being an adult and taking care of himself and doing those things that make him feel more independent from parents, which is cool. Yeah. And he said, he's sort of, you guys talked about him setting his own boundaries with his parents and not reaching out as much to them, sort of waiting for them to reach out to him or just not making them as much of a priority. Yeah. and, And part of him being the, you know, the people pleaser, which we talked about a great deal with him that 
he's so used to putting on the cape and taking care of everybody and taking care of parents. He would also text his mom nearly every day with like a, Hey, how you doing? And he realized a lot of that was to get her to contact him right. to text him back, not just trying to save her or rescue her, but he was looking for that right now. I think is a really interesting time for him because he, he doesn't have girlfriend right now. I mean, he does, they're not totally broken up and not talking to each other. They're kind of navigating. He's navigating how he wants to have her in his life mm-hmm. and seeing what that looks like, but he's, he's not relying on someone else to fill his life, to take care of him, to do these things, to be there. He's building his own sense of ego strength. Right. I'm not sure exactly how this came about, but I, there was a part of talking about not wanting the acknowledgement and the recognition for the stuff that he's doing and how it was like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Or, right, oh, right. no, I gave up everything to do this for you, trying to find that middle path. But what I loved, it made me think so much, but I loved the thank you, period. You're welcome, period. That's right. it. And right. saying no problems invalidating. And I, he said to you this sort of big thank you, which right. I thought was so cute. He's like, I started texting it and then I deleted it. And, right. right. And he said it to you so vulnerable and so great and so insightful. And it happened to come on the heels of your conversation. And I was wondering, because then you said it was on the heels of that conversation. So you were able to say, you're welcome. And you threw up there like, well, I could have said, oh, well, it's your work or, oh, you did it. Or right. that right. is exactly what I do with my clients. When my clients hmm. often, I get like right. these big, deep thank yous and I couldn't have done it without you and blah, blah, blah. And you know, you changed me or whatever. And I always say, well, we did this work together, but then I'll say, but it was mostly you, or I'll say, you don't have to thank me or something like that. And I right. realized as, as I was listening mm-hmm. to you guys, like, oh shit, right. that is invalidating. Right. Totally is. And we don't realize it. We think we're doing the nice no. thing. Yeah. So just saying, no, you did the work. And it's, I, I feel very, very strongly about that. And it was cool. It was no coincidence that it came on the heels of us talking about it. Right. Because it was fresh as we were talking. So of course it made sense and he could see it. And me just saying, you're welcome, period, was, I think, very validating. And because I then got to say, well, look, it's sort of like how he loves the 10% disappointment. I'm like, sure, maybe... I, I'll take 10% credit for it, but 90% is you. It's owning the 10% as a therapist, you know, like really going, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I did guide you. I did help you out. That's awesome. And you did a lot of work also, both pieces, because I, I think it does validate what they're doing in terms of the compliment. And there's, there's two layers there to me. There's right. the being able to, to give that, well, probably like 22 layers, but there's right. the giving the compliment and having somebody take it so it's not invalidated. Right. Then there's highlighting that they did work too. It wasn't just me. It's a lot deeper than that, but I love that he got it right away. And what you yeah. didn't hear, a lot of what we cut was one of his buddies was helping him out with something. He was telling his buddy like, oh God, I'm sorry. You've got to drive like an hour and a half this way, then an hour and a half back. And you've got to like be in the car trailing me because he was taking, I think Drew was taking a car out to somebody and he had to have his buddy follow him, oh, right. drop the car off, then drive him back. Right. And then they changed the day they were doing it. And it was, 
it was wild, but the buddy was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I, I'd be happy to do that. And that's what kind of started the conversation. And Drew being able to say thank you to the friend, right? And the friend being able to just say you're welcome. That's sort of what, what got us to this place. And when I flipped it on him, it was like, how are you at taking a compliment? Right. Nope. Nope. Doesn't happen. Right. Being able to say you're welcome, period, is also, I think, modeling for somebody how you can take a compliment. Yeah, I think that I'm really actually going to start working on that, literally saying thank you, period, and you're welcome, period. I do that with my clients. It's usually with the but and thing, which he also brought up. But I'll say something like, you know, they'll say, yes, I mean, of course I did it myself. And I'm like, period. And Mm. then I'll say, do you want to start a new sentence like in a few minutes? Is that what you want? Like you want to start a new sentence? Cause this is a whole separate sentence. Right. Right. So I think literally saying thank you, period. And you're welcome. Period. is like going to be my new thing. So I actually think about it a lot. Yeah. I love that. And, and I think you guys listening, if, if you, if you practice saying thank you, period and saying you're welcome, period, it does something different with, with the mm-hmm. people that you relate to and, and converse with and you'll notice it and it's really cool. And it's going to feel awkward at first right. because you're so used to, I mean, that's, that's why he said the thing about compliments, like, oh, right. If somebody gives me a compliment, I dish it right back to them. Yeah. It was really interesting to hear him kind of walk through it in that way. Like, oh, Right. And it was him like basing off of what I said going, right, I do that with compliments. And I realized like, if I compliment them right away, seeing it in the, in the inverse, when he compliments, like he was saying with his girlfriend, like saying, yeah. like, oh, you're, you yeah. look really pretty right now. And she says, yeah, well, you're super handsome. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't want the compliment back. Yeah. Yeah. But yet he does that on the other end. Totally. Yeah. And I, I get that. I think, I mean, I've learned in my old age where or not, <laughs> it just see it can seem so inauthentic, even if it's not right. when somebody gives you a compliment and then you just throw it right back. You may believe it, right. but that's not the time for it. Right. The time for it is when it comes up on your own in your own mind. Right. Unless you're both getting ready for a gala ball and one of you walks out and they're like, you look <laughs> right. beautiful. And the other one's like, you look amazing. You know, like, okay, right. sure. Totally. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's something that I think is really interesting as a therapist, especially if you guys have been listening to Drew, hearing him talking about, I don't want to be appreciated. I just want to give a compliment and have somebody take it. I don't like when I get complimented back. Yet he does want to be appreciated. He says that. He says that in this session and he said it, you know, many times before for the last two years that we've been working together at this point that he, he wants appreciation. He likes validation. He wants to be told that he's doing good things. And that's why he's a people pleaser is it pleases people and that pleases him. Right. But now as he's developing his ego strength and feeling like he's enough on his own and as it is, he's not fishing for that. He's being able to just take it. And the the story that I told him about Kim thanking me for washing dishes. Right. Yeah. I was just going to ask about that. The way you broke it down was sort of just saying, I see you, I appreciate you. Right. I love that. It's so, it just changes the way that I would maybe hear something or like, you don't have to thank me. Like, I know. Right. Like, I say that right. to, uh, so often. I always say that. And 
you know what? Like, no, of course you don't have to, but okay. I want to. Great. Right. I love that he got that because that to me, and that was, that was all Kim. I, at the time, I was like, what are you what are you talking about? Don't you know who I am? Don't you know my character? Like, right, of course right. I would do that. And that resonated with Drew very much. He's like, right, yeah. right. Which is why I told him that story. Yeah. I knew that he would get it and he would see it in a certain way. It was right. One of those things where somebody says, yeah, I do know who you are and I'm appreciating who you are. I see you. I know you. And that's, oh man, that, that's what most of us really want is to be seen and to be known. So to get that, we got to let it sink in. That, that's the thank you period. I think Drew really got it when I spun it that way and when he heard it that way. And it's, it does something different when you're able to let somebody appreciate you. It validates who you are, not for what you just did or the gift you gave them. Yeah. Right. So important. And I think that's just not pointed out enough or we don't learn that enough or all of it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really impressed and hopeful that that Drew takes this stuff and really applies it. And it's, it's something that for him, I, I think he really prides himself on being a good person and good by his definition. I know you didn't like when I say good, right? I get but it. But his, his sense of values, his morals and, and how he wants to be, yes. not sacrificing so much, not giving so much of himself, but just being a good guy. Right. And that's something that I think that validation for it and feeling that he had a really interesting switch towards the end, but I'll, I'll pause and let you kind of go through your breakdown. Cause I know I'm making you jump all over your sheet. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I'm out of I, practice uh, with you, mayor. I'm like, I'm, I'm used to just like winging it and flying all over the place. <laughs> um, he, in you guys talked or you talked about walking our talk, which I thought was cute. Mm. And he really right. said, wow, right. one of the things that's really changed thing the most for me is the the, from the butt to and, and how last two years, but really the last like right. cu- couple months or ca- couple weeks, I can remember, I don't remember exactly, but I think you talked about the, the showing and receiving appreciation. And you, you mentioned something about doing something when nobody's looking. What was that right. about? Was that about that not wanting the recognition or more about like, does it count? Does it count when no one's looking? Are you doing it for the appreciation or for that? Or are you just doing it because that's the way you are? And I even spun back to him, like your character. And he and I were talking about a lot of this over time, but really today kind of leaning into this is how you are. You see yourself as being a good Christian, having values and living this way. That's something that's important regardless of who's watching and who's appreciating. Right. So that's why I said like doing something good when nobody's looking. Right. You're not doing it for the acknowledgement. You're doing it because it's how you want to be and how you want to be in the world. Right. And I guess the question is leaning too far one way or the other. Yeah. Maybe we make that anonymous donation. And at some point it is important to be recognized for your donations of whether it's time, money, whatever it is. Right. So how do you balance not doing it for the recognition and also allowing yourself to be recognized. Yeah. And I think to me that that's, that's the acknowledgement and appreciation. We can use whatever words we want. They all kind of mean the same thing. It's, right. it's, you're not looking for that in return. It's nice to have the thing that validates what you did. Like, right. wow, you're a really good person. Oh, thank you. Period. Oh, thanks. But you know, anybody would have donated like that. Eh, no. Yeah. 
it's when somebody pulls six puppies out of a burning building or you know whatever it might be like right and they get interviewed on the news and they just go well anybody would have done it like no they wouldn't no and if you're a fireman i guess it's different right like yeah that's my job thank you and it's my job yeah which is which is true and that's that is their job and right. thank you yeah if they can do both of those and the the people that are like well I'm just doing my job like Right. And I'm thanking you for your job. Right. Exactly. That's uh, I think early in the in the pandemic when we were seeing all the people going in to the hospitals and giving like the standing ovations to to direct care workers. Yeah, that was really exactly. nice because it was getting appreciation yep. for just doing their job. Yeah. You know? And it's it took something like that for a lot of people to recognize, oh, wow, they do this every day. Yeah, this really is for their job. sure. I really do appreciate that. Right. And I, I, I guess at the very end, you guys touched on um, forgiveness and that he was talking about how he can forgive people, but he struggles with the idea of them forgiving him. And then you guys talked about forgiving yourself, which maybe leads into a bigger conversation at some point or not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that sort of hit that and told him like, well, you know, we can't really unpack all of this right yeah. at the last minute. It wasn't right. quite the doorknob, you know, where. Yeah. Right when you're finished and going for the doorknob, they say the big reveal. Yeah. But he made the link to mom. He's mm -hmm. the one who said, oh, well, yeah, when you said good Christian, th then it really hit me. Like, right. I, I want to, yeah, hang on. And there was something about like forgiving mom that's important for him. Mm -hmm. And he was realizing like, yeah, I, I still need to forgive myself. I, I haven't right. done that yet. I'm still holding like a lot of guilt. And I don't know, I, I, I can forgive people, but I, 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 I don't know, forgiving me like, okay. Right. And that's where I said the thing about, we'll be able to walk that walk or walk yeah. that talk or right. talk that walk or, or talk that talk, any of those, either of those, <laughs> any of those. Right. It's looking at that's coming and being able to have compassion for himself and compassion for mom. And it's, he's getting to the place where we can look at this stuff and it's not going to require mom. He used to say, I want to have a conversation with her. I want to ask her this. I want to talk to her about this. Well, how could you do this? Or why would you do that? And getting to it now, when I was saying like, we're almost two years in, two, year, two years ago, he was like, oh, it was 100% her. Like, right. It was all her. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now he, he was like, yeah, it's like 98% yeah. me and 2% involves mom. Like, yeah. I, I see that now. That was great. And I like so that. I, I love that he's seeing that that's... The work that we're going to do still is this, but it doesn't require mom. Right. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff, Drew. Yeah, that's cool. He's, he's it growing, cool. man. He really is. Well, the two of you together, unstoppable. Yeah. Well, you'd think, you'd think, and then something kind of throws a big bump in it. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. Really? In about a week. Oh. Yeah, really. Okay. That, that's a true story. I just gave a true not a spoiler because I didn't say what was happening, but yeah. But you didn't make it up. No, I didn't make it up. Something goes down. Okay. I, I, and I don't want people to be like, oh my God, what happens? What happens? But it's, yeah, there's, there's some, there's some stuff next week. Okay. Well, we're all looking forward to it, myself included. Yeah, it will happen. Come on back. Well, I guess if you're on the Patreon, you are definitely coming back because you paid for it. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. Your money's worth. Yay. <laughs> Cool. Thank you, guys. We'll be back at you next week. And Mary, good to have you back. Thank you. Bye. Bye.